If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in or for tuning in again. It's Friday. Yay. And this is episode number 236. Reality lesson. You need to understand that Donald Trump doesn't matter. What he represents does. I realized just the other day, that it had been a really long time since I had said anything about Donald Trump. And I thought to myself, that's really strange. How in the hell did he escape my wrath? I mean, there's so many people that I am hard on. How is it even possible that he fell off my radar screen? But no worries. We're going to try to make up for lost time. I got a few things to say, as you probably figured out. But before we get into that, we are are going to have a little history lesson. And the history lesson, I feel, is really very pivotal to explaining what it is that I'm going to be talking about later. Um, Sometimes, especially with, you know, historical material and things of that nature. I mean, it, it's important to have uh, an, an easy map to connect the dots, so to speak. And we got a fair bit of dot connecting here. And uh, so that's why I'm that's why I'm doing it this way. And also, to be, you know, perfectly frank with you, Um, I do have a lot of younger listeners out there, or even if it isn't for the younger listeners, it's for you old coots like me who can uh, grab your youngin by the ear, twisting it firmly, and setting them down and tuning into this episode and say, you need to listen to this, Junior. It also helps if you're bigger, stronger, and you can sit on them if necessary. Um, But hopefully, that won't be the case. Uh, 
Um, this is about Richard Nixon, or who we used to know as Tricky Dick. And, um, the, you know, the really, this is what is so totally bizarre that to give you some idea in these last, you know, 40, 50 years that have passed, how much the, the terrain has, has just utterly changed in this nation. Um, we have moved so far to the right that I would almost, I would, <clears throat> I would be extremely happy um, except if you don't count his fact that he went crazy and did some crazy shit and ended up resigning in disgrace. But if you don't count that, by comparison to the to the endless series of clowns and you know disingenuous corporate shills that we've had in all this time. That would be a breath of fresh air to have Richard Nixon as president again. Oh, my God. Yes. Any day, please. And certainly, um, you know, um, Eisenhower. Yeah. Both who were, of course, Republicans. Um, so, yeah, considering that amongst the youth of that time from most of the youth of that time period in the early 70s um you know richard nixon was like the antichrist <laughs> so yeah i mean that should put something into some kind of perspective for you um many years later when we all had to endure the whole Bush entourage. I'm talking about Bush one and then Junior Bush two. And <laughs> oh my God, just when you thought you couldn't possibly get anything, I'm talking about number two, not not as not his dad, but Bush number two. Just when you thought. It was, you know, utterly just unbelievable and inconceivable that you could have for a president someone that in incredibly stupid. <laughs> well, history is an amazing thing where it goes from there. <laughs> because <clears throat> by comparison... By comparison to the Bush administration to the Obama administration, well, um, let's just say, you know, intelligence-wise, there was no comparison there. But as far as integrity is concerned, yeah, believe me, I think that Obama had a few, a few tricks in the crookedness playbook that uh, even Papa Bush would have been proud of, and I'm. I'm pretty sure he probably was. Um, since they are um, 
distantly related, I believe. So, be that as it is, I um, I decided that um, what what we need to describe here to put this in perspective is to uh, come come from this from a very unorthodox position. So, hold on to your hold on to your cap here. This is this is going to be a bit bumpy. So. Way back in the 70s, when we had the Quaker president, and it was known as um, Richard Milhouse Nixon. And over this little teeny tiny th incident called Watergate, you youngins out there can look all this stuff up. The long and the short of it is he begrudgingly resigned he resigns from office and uh, that was on the August 8th of 74 and shortly after resigning um, he uh, he and the family got onto the helicopter which was on the lawn the White House lawn and uh, they whisked their asses off to California, where he lived. So at that very moment, Gerald Ford was being sworn in as the new president of the United States. And that was exactly what basically took place. So while um, the criminal uh, Nixon who was at that time actually a criminal he was a a fugitive on the run for I don't know no more than say an hour <laughs> so that's not too bad you know and uh, so his first official act of his buddy Ford who had just been sworn in immediately pardoned him that's right. He was pardoned while his ass was even in flight in the presidential helicopter to go back to his residence in San Clemente, California. Hello, folks. I just wanted to take a moment to give you this brief message. As you know, I don't accept any third-party advertising. I want you to be able to listen to any and all episodes to your heart's content without that nonsense. And it really is nonsense. Unfortunately, though, I do need to keep the lights on here. So I am asking for your support. The best way to do that is if you're not here already, go to the earnestmanshow.com and you can either click on the put some food in the fridge tab or if you're interested in a little bit of merchandise, it's the Earnest Stuff tab. In either way, by participating in that, you will be supporting the show and keeping it commercial free. If you have uh, donated already, I just wanted to thank you sincerely. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. And again, thank you much. And this happened because... They are all part of a big 
club. And in the big club, they take care of one another. And they take care of one another because it is in their collective best interest to do so. Because, well, if they stop taking care of one another, if they stop doing the right thing, then this thing's like a house of cards. All the years and years of corruptions and payoffs and schemes and various scams and all that could could just blow up all over the place. And they don't want that. And so, you know, that's what they did. And that is what I'm getting to here and trying to um, set the stage as any of this concerns the the fate of Donald Trump. Or I should say, perhaps, the non-fate of Donald Trump. Did you know, for instance, did you know that just recently, that um, it's, it's not a case of asking or making the statement, hey, would you believe that he had the nerve? He doesn't need the nerve. Donnie doesn't have a problem with nerd because if you're a narcissist, that that's not even that's not even part of the equation. It, it's not a question of nerves. It's a question of what he thinks he's owed, and uh, yeah. So he wants to. <laughs> he's asking that all the the criminal procedures and proceedings. That basically they be just, you know, court appearances, all of it. Just the whole process be put on the back burner um, until the next election. And to be honest with you, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he did not actually get what he wanted. Because this... This is such an incredible stall tactic that I see that's been going on. Um, I finally figured out what makes the most sense, and that's what I'm going to tell you. You see, what I had discovered when I put together all of the stories and this is by this is not by no means comprehensive. This is this is just absolute bare bones, you know, the rock solid stuff that's Trump is facing, going against. Okay? Okay. We have witness tampering, obstruction of justice, tax fraud, bank fraud, insurance fraud money laundering, campaign finance corruption, rape, and libel, election tampering, incitement of a deadly insurrection to overthrow the U.S. government. The thing is this. If any regular 
citizen had even <clears throat> any of those charges facing any of them just singularly, not two or three or four, just one of them. Um, yeah, and they were particularly disliked um, and made a lot of enemies. If that were the case, not only would their ass long ago have been in jail, but depending on the severity of the fraud, um, it's quite possible you could throw away the key. So you have to ask yourself the question, if everything that I just mentioned is true, and if all those charges are actually real, why the hell isn't this guy in jail? And <clears throat> I'm going to go... I'm going to go way out on a safety limb here, but I'm going to tell you really the way it is. Are you ready for this? So hold on to your seats. It's a big deal. Without going into a great backstory to explain all of this, in general, what you have to think in terms of for the current U.S. government is as a business and what it means to be a businessman. Now, in this case, when I say business or the business, I'm talking about it in terms of um, the mob. Okay. And that was the whole point of uh, the great uh, movie that um, with Michael Corleone. And that's going, you know, the Godfather, again, goes back to, you know, 40 plus years. And, uh, you know, Michael's sitting there and dragging him through the court because he had so many enemies. And certain people he'd pissed off and certain people weren't paid off. And it's all about money and corruption. And he would sit there with a straight face <laughs> and talk about his love of America. And, you know, his attorney stating that he's just in the olive oil business. <laughs> yeah. So all those people in the White House, yeah, they're all in the olive oil business. No one's crook. Nothing's connected. Anyone else? Yeah, and I, and every and every year on December the twenty fifth, I magically turn into fucking Santa Claus and I fly around in a sleigh and give out presents down chimneys. Um, yeah, Donald Trump, or if you wish to call him the Teflon Don. <laughs> I think it's a good name for him. Um, you don't get this far unless you know a lot of people and you know a lot of shit. And the fact is, he knows a whole lot of shit, meaning bad, meaning criminal stuff. In other words, if push comes to shove, he can name names. And they don't want him to name names. And he knows 
that they don't want him to name names. So it's kind of like a standoff. And that's, you know, that's pretty much where things have been. And it's going to continue to be a standoff. And they'll just keep postponing this and postponing that, hoping and praying that he'll fall off the radar screen, which he won't because he can't keep his mouth shut. That's another big problem to take into consideration that he cannot and will not keep his mouth shut, which ties in with what I'm going to tell you. So in the business world, when I say the business world, in this case, specifically um, when I say the business, the business, it's about mob business. If you understand this mentality, it's it's actually like a binary thought process. All for on good, bad, very polarized thinking. So when you are making when you when you're making mobsters money, you're making lots and lots of money. You're good. That's a good thing. There, nothing bad's going to happen to you. You're probably, you know, you're good. You're gold because the the number one thing is money. They want their loyalty and they want money. And so, as long as you're fulfilling that part of things, you're you're good. And and they can protect you in so so many ways. Um. On the other hand, it's like everything else, two sides to a coin. You know, this is the way it goes, is that when you, when the time comes that um, you cease to be an asset and you become a liability, then there's big trouble for you because... Somehow, some way, it can it could be made to happen in so many ways. But you know, you've heard it in all the movies, all the mob movies. Sooner or later, somebody is whacked, and depending on the situation, depending on the person themselves and what they're facing. It's, it's possible that sometimes when they overlook the whole thing, maybe they're given an offer that if they do the right thing, <laughs> doing the right thing, meaning, you know, politely that they agree to whack themselves, that their family will be taken care of, meaning no more problems. But whether you decide to whack yourself or push comes to shove, and they have to whack you, the point is, somebody's getting whacked. Because you can't have a loose cannon that wants to write books and everything else they want to do, and they're very much in the public eye, such as Donald Trump, because he's he's got to be historically he's got to be one of the the greatest most obnoxious narcissist in 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 public history and 
that's that's basically the long and the short of it. In other words, maybe this time may possibly be given to fart around with this presidential election, you know, but I'm telling you right now, I am predicting one way or the other. Um, this could be the end of Donald Trump. And you won't have to hardly hear another peep in the news of him again. And everything will just get real quiet and real hush-hush. Because, as I said, when suddenly when you become a huge liability, when you're not that, that uh, crazy guy, that crazily... Brooklyn guy who's just over the top you know when the brass has lost its shine and uh, I really I, I do honestly believe because you know he may he may be he may be the most incredible narcissist in public office I've ever seen but one thing Donald Trump isn't is stupid. And another thing you can count on. Again, this would be his choice of whether it happens to him on the outside or whether he's given the ultimatum to do it himself. But one thing is absolutely for certain, Donald Trump is not going to prison. He's not going to spend any jail time or go to prison to stay. That's not happening. So whether that is, for instance, giving an example, if they could do that with Nixon... I'm talking about the get out get out of jail free pardon that Ford gave his ass. If it's possible and it could very well happen this way, if Eve they say, sure, Donald, fine, yeah, do your campaign. We're not gonna we're not gonna start going to court until after the the election. Well, you know, let's say they do that. And he, even if he loses, he loses the election, but he gets a very, you know, an old pal, an old friend, Christ, maybe even DeSantis, maybe, <laughs> I told it's possible, but anyway, then when it's time, okay, now the, it's time to go to court, it's time to be sentenced, it's time for all this, it, they would just pull the same action as they did with Richard Nixon, I really believe that. And he'd get a pardon. And he'd say, okay, we're going to give you this pardon, and then that'll allow you to want your ass to waddle off into the, into the sunset. You know, keep a low profile, Donald. We don't want you having any unfortunate accidents. Now, how much he would actually pay attention to that, well, that's... A different matter but he was told that's the important thing but if that doesn't happen 
because one in this case, one just really doesn't know. And quite honestly, if I don't know, I tell you, I don't know. But if that is not the case, and he actually can go to all these trials, he's got, for all of these different charges, my God, he'd have just an endless, endless, endless parade of trials. Shit, this could go, this could literally go until he drops, just drops dead of old age or what, whatever. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's beyond the realm of, of ridiculous. Or, um, as I said, the other thing that could happen, and I think is much more likely, is that he will um, he will have a very unfortunate premature exit from the living. He will mysteriously end up sleeping with the fishes, as it's called. Um, some very bizarre, mysterious fall or an incredibly weird auto accident, anything, anything like that. I certainly would not put that out of the realm of possibility. So... My point about all of this is, again, to not be so mesmerized by any of the details and anything involving Donald Trump. What is to be learned here, and that I have said, I don't know how many times, is to demonstrate that you don't live in a democracy, you live in a plutocracy and the plutocrats and the oligarchs who actually control things, they're the ones who really decide what is going on and who's going to prison and who isn't. And so, fear not whether you love him or hate him, his ass is not going to prison. That much I know. Like I said, it's very likely that um, under some or a great many mysterious circumstances, he um, could end up sleeping with the fishes. Take care. You know, wherever you may be in this world, and whether it be morning, noon, or night, that you're listening to the show, I do appreciate it. But I would really appreciate it even more if you would go to my website. Because not only can you listen to all my episodes, but there's just so much more going on. So check it out. Go on over to theearnestmanshow.com Leave a comment, subscribe, or hit that notification bell, whatever the case may be. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann, reminding you that there are no bad words, just bad actions. <laughs>